Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the pre-production meeting. I am your co-host, Josh Urquhart. And I'm your other host, Austin Scott. Austin, how are you today, my friend? I'm great. I'm great. How are you, Josh? <laughs> yeah, it's good. Look, it's been a while since we've been back. How does it feel to be back after your little hiatus? How was your Oztag tournament? Yeah, it was great. I um, yeah. smashed everyone as per usual. Did you? Yeah. How, how far did you go on the tournament? Um, All the way. All the way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, um, as you can see and as you can hear, this is not Austin, believe it or not. Um, we have a pretty big announcement to make and there are a few changes um, going on at the pre-production meeting, but this is episode 26 and welcome back. This is a podcast where we followed me and Austin along our journeys of filmmakings um, before he actually switched careers and now he works at a carnival. Um, we fired him because there was just a lot of arguments and stuff like that, um, but we've replaced him and he's never coming back yeah. ever. Dan, what are your thoughts on Austin? Like truly? I just don't like him. Yeah. Like he's just, you know, he's hard to get along with, you know, he doesn't work hard. You know, I just, I hate him. Yeah. I hate him, but I love him. But actually, what's actually going on here is, um, you know, as if you guys follow our Instagram at the preprod pod, you would have seen that, you know, we were trying to get consistent kind of scheduled episodes going on. It was just really hard. And it's been hard since the start of the year, especially when things have started to like pick up, like in terms of our films, like my film, Austin's film and stuff like that. And then as well as like other commitments like work and like scheduling around work and stuff like that, especially Austin's work, which is so like, you know, topsy-turvy like every week like you don't know where it's going to be so we're like okay we need to come up with a solution to get more consistent schedules so if one of us can't make it then you know we can still have an episode going out because the key to anything is consistency with the film industry with this um i think it's really really important to have those consistent kind of episodes each week we have a manager now indy and she's running all social medias we've brought her in and it would just be shit if we're just not recording every week and she doesn't have any like thing to do and stuff like that and we've got some really exciting guests and really exciting opportunities with brands with products and stuff coming up and it's like for that we have to have consistency so a lot of talk well not really a lot of talk when you straight away but our solution to that was we are now bringing on a third host of the pre-production meeting. Now, you guys have seen him before and you're seeing him right now. It's Daniel Kugola, ladies and gentlemen. Daniel, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. You've really, you know, you've helped us a lot here and hopefully this podcast will help you as well because, you know, this whole podcast is about holding each other accountable, you know, coming each week with a little bit of progress or a little bit of spark of an inspiration, motivation, an idea, and you're in your process of making your film as well. Now, we'll get into that in, you know, the progress, but what, what are your thoughts of, you know, coming on the podcast into another little hosting role? How do you feel, my friend? Yeah, no, I'm pretty excited for it. I mean, I've always been a huge fan of the podcast and like yeah. whenever I listen to you guys talk, I'm like, oh, I kind of wish I was in on that conversation. Yeah. So it sort of feels like a natural transition to me. Perfect. Yeah. And you said yourself that you were going to, you were even thinking about starting a podcast yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just with a friend of mine who like, uh, we just like to talk about interesting topics about life and art and things. And I was yeah. like, we should start a podcast. That's just like something else. Yeah, of course, about. of but course, of course. Yeah, no. And then when you hit me up, I was like, oh, this seems like a perfect, perfect opportunity, opportunity on, as yeah. well. And now you're contracted with us. So fuck you. You are not going anywhere yeah, to do anything else of your away. own. You've signed your life away, but nah, man, like I really appreciate you coming on. And what do you kind of like hope to get out of this week to week? 
Um, well, obviously the same thing that you and Austin have got out of it, which is accountability for yeah. your films. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. And I guess just a way to share things with the community as well, yeah. like what you're working on and get feedback and stuff. And 100%. Yeah. It's just good to like, as well, like we have our group chat with all the boys. It's like bringing that group chat to real life and sharing that because we have some pretty pretty interesting conversations. Being you, especially, we see eye to eye on everything. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just us against the world. It's just... <laughs> I think it'll be interesting to share some of those discussions and yeah. stuff on here because uh, the group chat, it's an interesting place. Um, and, you know, hopefully we get some of the other boys on here from time to time. Yeah, I was thinking we should get lucky on it somehow. Uh, we've tried these last couple of years. He's just happy being behind the scenes. Yeah, right. Fair enough. But hey, look, maybe we'll get him on and we'll just blur out his face or something like that and maybe he'll come on that way. But look, man, I'm excited for what's ahead. Um, you know, you're exactly like me and Austin in the stance of, you know, we come out of uni and not everybody is doing stuff and it's hard to find people with that passion still. Yeah. And, um, you know, y- you slot right in perfectly cause you have that passion and, you know, just like everybody, like how me and Austin were as well, you know, we've all found ourselves in these ruts, you know, that we've had to crawl out, crawl ourselves, you know, crawl our ways out of. Um, do you actually want to touch on that a little bit? Like, I know you touched on it on your episode of the podcast, yeah. but like, how are you feeling right now in terms of like where you are on your journey? Yeah. It'll be good to give a little update actually. Of course. And again, we'll go into the specifics and the progress, but just overall holistically, how do you feel about yeah. where you are? So it's been what, I think I left my job in October at the videography yeah. company and then mm-hmm. now it's what, end of March. So yeah. What is that? Five months. So it's been five months just trying to pursue film mm. um, and it's definitely an up and down just being on your own trying to pursue your passion um yeah it's it's with hindsight maybe like it wouldn't have been the best idea to just leave my job like cold turkey like yeah because you still need an income right yeah, you need to be able to fund your films and <laughs> yeah. pay for expenses <laughs> yeah, and things. Yeah, yeah. as we know films cost money oh so, yeah you reckon <laughs> yeah um but the good thing is that I have had a lot more time to sort of um, come up with my own ideas, write scripts and things and um, yeah. just network with people as well. And that's yeah. sort of what I realized that because I've talked to a few people in the industry now mm. that um, have been working on big projects and things like that. Yeah. And if you want to be a crew member on big projects, you sort of you have to find your in usually mm. through someone else who's already in the industry 100%. and they take a liking to you and bring yeah. you on board a project. And then you sort of got to keep the ball rolling. Mm. You get on one project and then if they like you that someone will bring you on to the next one and then yep. the next one. Like I had a friend who was doing that for like almost a year mm. and then he went away for four months overseas and then mm. he's just come back. He's been back for about a month and you sort of start from square one again. Mm. Like he's now having to, you know, call people up and get things rolling again. Yeah, man. Yeah, so I, you got to keep it going. That's exactly it. And, you know, I'll get into it in my kind of... um in my progress, but like I've been speaking recently with people who have been on those big sets and stuff like that. And it's really interesting, man. And it's just some of the stories that I've been told. And it's like, that's kind of where you want to be to get that kind of experience, you know, do your own little thing on the side and then get that kind of in. Except I don't know, do they get paid for that kind of thing? If you're just like on those big sets, do they get? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. If you're an actual crew member, like, 
I think if you're in attachment, mm. I think most of the time you get paid if it's a big set. Okay. Um, if you're a crew member, like second AC or something, you definitely get paid. Yeah, yeah cool. If it's a big set, like... And the people that you've talked to, what roles have they kind of had on those sets? Yeah, like my mate I was talking to yesterday, he was second AC on a few big things. Like he was on... Um, Apes? In, um, I don't think he was on that, but he was on the dry, as in the new one. Oh, number out. two, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then he was on Poker Face with Russell Crowe, and then oh, yeah. other things as well. Yeah. We, um, me and Austin, when we were getting ready for the um, Babylon premiere, we um went to get his Austin suit in um I think it was like oh, I can't remember the shop, but the guy that was speaking to he was like asking us where we're going and stuff, and we told him he's like, oh yeah, I've just been working on like he was on Planet of the Apes, he really? was on something else that was filming here, and then he's just. Uh, about to go on Deadpool as well, like oh, Deadpool wow. three, and See, he's it's like, just so random. Dude, I'm like, how it was do like I do it? retail cuts. Retail's like, yeah, yeah, I do that in my spare time. <laughs> then I'm back here and I get the cover. Like, bro, he's oh. like, yeah, one moment he's working with fucking Ryan Reynolds, next thing yeah. he's working with God knows who his little fucking acquaintance in Cotton on wherever he was working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like a bit of a jump, but uh, yeah. it's really interesting. Also, I just want to preface Austin. Is still a part of the podcast. Sorry, I did. I didn't say that earlier. <laughs> it's just like um, what it's going to be from now on is we're going to have consistent weekly uploads. Well, at least try to because you know we have things coming up like my set and stuff like that. That's going to take a lot of time, but we're going to try. We're going to try to do weekly consistent uploads and having a third member. I mean, Dan's going to be here as much as he can, you know, weekly. Um, and then Austin's going to come on when he can. You know, Austin has a lot going on at the moment and um, life. Life happens. He's a bit older than us. He has other commitments and stuff like that, which he's, you know, um, slowly getting a handle on and stuff like that. And he'll be a more prominent figure, you know, once, you know, if certain things fall into place in his life and stuff like that. But he'll be back like every two weeks or something like that. But um, I'm happy with this and I'm happy with Austin that he's, you know, has time to juggle the stuff that he has to juggle um, as well as still being a part of this podcast. And we've got a pretty good team. We've got me, you, Austin, Indy, you know, Dylan, when he wants to edit as well, when he can edit. Um, And yeah, and I think it's good that you've come on board as well to kind of, you know, give that extra helping hand in terms of like dealing the workload and stuff like that. Cause you know, your way, you know, your way around a camera editing and stuff like that yeah. more than me and Austin do. So it's good to ha- kind of have that kind of, you know, what's the word? Um, oh, fucking what's the word, bro? Is that, that, uh, that it's good to have that space. That 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 you can skill cut this set. skill set know. yeah yeah <laughs> it's good to have that it, yeah 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 that yeah, skill right. set and yeah. you know a part of it and you know I'm I'm happy and you seem keen with all of this so I was gonna say it's also good to have a bit of variety in the content as yeah, well because obviously each sure. week it's like you and Austin talking about your projects mm. but if I'm a third person also yep. offering talking about my content and stuff it's oh insane it's yeah. perfect exactly especially when it's those solo episodes don't get me we're gonna have. We have some cracking guests lined up. I don't even I don't even know if you know who's lined up, I don't. but um, just like people in and around that we know and stuff in the industry, and um, I've got a couple of my actors coming on, which they have incredible stories that I've I will get into in the progress. But um, yeah, and then we got some other people coming. It's gonna be good. We got some good things lined up, and hopefully more consistency. You know, bring some good content for everybody. But without further ado, Dan, are you ready to get? 
into the first topic. Yeah, let's do the it. The wrap-up of the week, baby. All right, I actually need to search up what I've seen because it's been a while. I've seen quite a bit. But why don't you start us off? What films or TV shows have you seen lately? Um, give us a little review on them. What do you recommend, my friend? Okay, so wait, are we going to be talking about um, like our films that we've been working on later on? Later on. Okay, yes, yeah. Because yeah. this sort of goes into that, what I've been watching because – Okay. I'm writing like a horror slash thriller. So okay. I've been watching a few horror films to sort of get into that mindset. And sort what of what ones? So I watched Fresh, which you recommended. Oh, did you? Yeah. Thoughts? Um, it's it all right. Good. Yeah. yeah. It's not like the best thing. But, but I feel like, like there's a lot of horror movies recently that aren't that scary. Yeah. I really like horror movies that actually make you shit yourself. Yeah, like The Conjuring. Yeah. Oh, well, Are you, I guess. What, what's your, okay, what's an example then? The Babadook. No, uh, I just like stuff with really good tension, like okay. Hereditary I found good. And then oh, it's like fuck, yeah. like good suspense and yeah. then genuinely like disturbing Wait, imagery. have you watched Midsummer yet? Yeah, of course. Oh, you have? Yeah. I'm so good. keen for his new movie coming Oh, out. yeah. Oh, uh, 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 Bo's Bo Afraid. afraid. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's, yeah, I think it's going to be less horror and just more... Thriller. He's described it as a nightmare comedy, whatever yeah. that is. But it's like the whole movie's him trying to get to his mum's house or something. And it's just like... <laughs> He's having like an anxiety attack and everyone Dude, in the streets is like rioting. It's going to be pretty sick, yeah. yeah. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What else? Um, and then I watched Candyman as well, the new one. I oh, seen yeah. The yet, which That's is, not great. Yeah, it was okay. Yeah, I Again, not really that. scary, but... Of course. Yeah. Anything else? Um, another horror movie I did watch recently is Skin and Marink. Have you heard of it? No, what's it's it about? It's a Canadian... Um, I think it's Canadian horror movie. And it's very much... I think the premise of the film is like these two kids wake up and like their parents are missing mm. and all the windows and doors in the house have disappeared. Really? Um, yeah. How do you come across this? Um, I just heard about it on the internet. People were talking about it. So what it is is like there was this YouTuber that was making videos that sort of he people would talk about their nightmares. They'd describe their nightmares, and then sure. he'd, he'd make short films or yeah. videos that depict that. Hold on. We got fucking music playing. Sorry, continue. That's right. So <laughs> he'd make these films or shorts or whatever that would depict people's nightmares yeah and they were pretty creepy and then he ended up that's making, cool yeah he ended yeah, up yeah, making yeah. a feature film based off it based off it yeah hectic um and it's most of the f it's very like unconventional because most of the film is just shots of like i don't know like the crevice of the walls and yeah right right, and right, things right, like that. right but right. like the suspense just builds and then it's really i think they shot it on like a sony fx yeah whatever really sony yeah not um, bad and then it's like really really grainy yeah like the graininess adds of course, effect. like yeah, there yeah, are shots yeah. where it almost like it's almost pitch black, and yeah. you see the grain like dancing around, yeah, that's and cool. you see like a shape come out of it, and you're like, oh, like what's gonna happen? <laughs> sorry, like what? Sorry. Get used to it. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Continue. Um, yeah, it's just so suspenseful. What um, was sent I in the group it. chat recently about Greg Fraser using like a Sony for his next film? Yeah. What was that? Is that like one of these bad boys? Not those, but like one step up, I think. Right, okay. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. For something no, so small definitely. using on a feature film. Yeah, like, for sure. And he's like one of the best DPs. He's one of my favourite so. DPs. Yeah. Uh, I got his um he DP June, right? Yeah. Yeah, I got his signature. You what? I got his signature. Oh really? When? I got, I got his signature, I got Denis Veneer's signature, what? I got Josh Brolin. Um, because I got, got the big, I got the big, no, I got the limited editions like June, the Art of June book, but yeah. it's like a like a thousand bucks, and it's like yeah. came with this card with the hand signed 
like proper signatures from Whoa. all of them. That's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Is that why Lockie was saying to sell that? Yep, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like, bro, that is a collector's piece. I literally have opened it like once. Yeah. I've, I'm like waiting until like I get my own place and like own cinema room to put it up with all my other little like pop culture things that I have around my room and That's put sick. it in my cinema room. But it'll be like something that you put on like the coffee table and stuff like that. Sorry, yeah. sorry to interrupt you. No, that's all good. You. But yeah, continue. Was there anything, anything else? Um, I've been watching a few TV shows as well. Yeah. Um, you, you watched the end of you. Yeah. I did. Yes. How did you I find really that? liked it. Yeah. yeah. CK. Cause it's like, I had one thing sort of spoiled about mm-hmm. the plot, but then there's like four plot twists. That happened. There was, Hey, and I was like, what did you get spoiled? So good. Spoiler alert. Um, can I spoil it? Yeah, go. Um, just the fact that like Joe is kind of behind it all. Yeah. Like it's sort of in You got head. that spoiled. I Fuck. saw, it was like from Netflix official on Facebook page. Oh, they were like when boo. Joe has been Joeing the whole time. And I was all like, right. oh, okay. Damn it. So he's behind something. Yeah, right. But even like, you know, the very end, how certain person gets, can I spoil how much? Yeah, go, go, go. When, uh, what's her name? Nadia gets framed. Yeah. Oh, you got that spoiled as no, well. No, I didn't get that spoiled. Oh, right, so when yeah. I saw that, I was like, was I was like, cooked, Joe man. is a bad person. Do you reckon like, there'll be another season? Uh, yeah, there's gonna be one more. Yeah, so and they'll finish it on that. You reckon? I think so. Yeah, yeah I, I think, think they have to. What I like about the show so much is that they're always um, making you second guess whether he's a good person or yeah. not. Yeah, yeah. You, you 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 were thinking that he's a good person yeah. for most of the season, and yeah. then it's like, no, you're still a shithead. Because I remember thinking in season two, because he he gets his kill count up there in season two. Yeah, he's killing people left yeah. and right, and I was like. He's kind of just a bad guy now. Yeah. Like, how are they going to redeem him? But they found ways to redeem him. Yeah, I know. You know, in season three, it's like, oh, he's got a family and kid now. He's got something, a reason to stop being yeah. bad. And then he goes back to it. You're like, ah. And like season four, and then they make it oh, like man. someone else is I was, the killer. Like, it's I was just, like, damn, this is good. Yeah. And then he's like, damn, he's just not good. Yeah. I don't think he can ever be good, man. Yeah. And it's just like, how do they top it? Because You is one of those shows where it's like just consistently good. Like yeah. every season it really has been is. consistently yeah. good. Like there hasn't been a drop in anything yeah. this one when it first came out people were a bit worried because it was a bit unconventional not following the normal like you like yeah, protocol yeah. i think they smell i like the little whodunit kind yeah, of yeah because they make you it. think it's something different exactly it's not 100 yeah. man 100 well out of everything that you've just said rate them all out of five give them a rating okay um candy man maybe a three because okay. i thought it was like an enjoyable yeah. flick it just wasn't like scary for sure um what was i on fresh um Probably a three for that as well. Yeah, like, three it for started fresh. off really good. Yeah, I love how it's like the first half an hour plays out as set up, and then the title sequence happens. Yeah, gets, oh, I, I was, was talking cool. to Lexi about this because she was asking me just for a bit of advice, like when she should put her Sasha's game logo uh, title page up, and she's like, "Is is five minutes? What was it? It was like is ten minutes in too long or something like that or whatever because her is going to be like forty minutes or whatever. Yeah, and I'm like, look, um, Avengers Endgame. Remember how long like before the title sequence came up for yeah. that? Like the, it, it varies. So yeah. it was something like that. Right? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. What else? Um, and then you like what I would rate? Yeah, it yeah. What would you rate the whole Probably season? Like a because it started off like okay, but I think where it really came into its yeah. own was the second half. Yeah, of the for sure. So, uh, but overall, um, probably like a four out of five. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Would stuff. you say the same? I yeah, I would. Yeah, I I've, I would give you the, all the seasons an average of about four point five overall. Yeah, I, I think the third so. season's the weakest. What was the third? Oh, with um, 
Love. Yeah, when they're in the suburbs. It was I just, liked yeah. that. It was yeah, you just know. were always on edge. And then he had a little subplot of the dude and like having yeah. an affair with love and I stuff. Know, I just like found that. it a little bit corny, some of that. Okay. Sort of just went into Drama. Yeah, it's no, kind of fair enough, fair enough. Well, okay, we'll, 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 we'll give that a four then. We'll give that a four. Was that it from the movies that you've recently seen? Yeah, I can talk about more shows I've been watching and stuff, but we probably have to move on. Okay, <laughs> all right. I'll give you a rundown from everything I've seen lately. So yeah. I went and saw, so I think the last thing I talked about was Creed. Um, yeah. But I went and saw Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Mm. Now, as everybody listening knows, I'm a big DC fan, right? Just I grew up with the DC characters over the Marvel characters and we've just never really had good DC films or a consistent good DC slate, right? You know, that's why I'm really excited for James Gunn to come in and kind of fix everything. Um, But Shazam, so this was like the last movie before they reset everything, right? And possibility of Shazam like coming in later on. I loved it. I love the Shazam franchise in general because it brings me back to when I was a kid and we'll get to that later. Um, brings me back to when I was a, when I was a kid because it's all about kids discovering they have superpowers all of a sudden. These superhero fans, kids, like all of a sudden having to go and save the world kind of thing. I just think it's a nice. They're just easy watches, family films. You don't expect anything. But the nostalgia aspect of it for me is huge and those feelings I got when I was a kid dressing up in my Superman shirt and my Superman cape and my Spider-Man and, you know, pretending to shoot webs all around the place and stuff like that. That's why I love the Shazam franchise and especially this one as well. The first one is obviously better, um, in my opinion. This one, I, st- I loved it. I loved it. People, people have been hating on it. So people love to just hate on everything DC. Um, but I love it. I will read you my review. It's only pretty short. Um, there's a lot of profanity, so I'll just bleep it out. F yes, F yes, F yes. <laughs> Every time I watch a DC film except Black Adam, and especially Shazam, I get transported back, back to my childhood and to my love of superheroes. This movie was just so fun. There's no two ways about it. It's hilarious first and foremost and the literal definition of a superhero movie. This movie, like the first, speaks to the superhero in all of us. The ending battle was actually epic, emotional and fun, and the actual ending was also epic. Um, it was the first after credit scene in a while, Marvel or DC that actually made me very happy um this franchise just makes me happy and i can't wait to see more of shazam in the future because i have no doubt that james gunn and zachary levi are good friends so he will probably be in the new universe when they reset everything but i gave that a four and a half out of five you probably no one will probably give it a four and a half out of five it's a pretty but, high rating yeah. but for me it's just like when you know a movie touches on those nostalgic emotions and stuff like that and brings that up you know yeah and i don't know compared to all the marvel shit we've gotten recently yeah. this one is miles above brother yeah it's miles above. have you seen what are your thoughts on the first shazam oh the first one yeah i really liked it yeah because i think as you said the thing with shazam is that it's not trying to be no too not at all something or yeah. other it's just like fun you just watch it and it's fun, exactly so. and you can watch it with anybody you can watch it with your best mate your girlfriend your family like you can watch it at any point wherever you are i think it's good this one's got helen mirren in it lucy Liu. Rachel Ziegler, who is coming up and been like, got in heaps of good stuff. She's yeah. the new Snow White or something like that yeah, as right, well. Yeah. Okay, so I watched that. I watched a movie recommended by my girlfriend, 13 Going on 30. I haven't heard of it. With, um, uh, who's it with? Jennifer Gardner and yeah. Mark Ruffalo. 
Oh, okay. Oh, okay. and it's like when she's a kid, and then she all of a sudden wakes up, and she's thirty years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was alright. It was okay. just a, like your typical rom com. I feel like that premise has been done so many times. Yeah. <laughs> look, it was a nice little watch. I'm a sucker for a good rom com. Yeah, yeah. Um, I gave it a three. And Again, a half. it's like you don't expect too much out of it. You just watch it and enjoy. Not at all. Exactly, man. Exactly. Um, I watched the first John Wick because I'm watching all the John Wicks, and then I think me and my girlfriend are gonna go see it in the drive-ins, the yeah. new one. Um, I watched the first one. It was all right. It was a good little action film. Um, yeah, I think some of the dialogue was a bit shit, but like that's not yeah. what you go into those exactly movies right. to watch. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I liked it. I thought the the fights were epic. I can only imagine that the ones coming after this is going to be great as well, like mm. two, three, and four. And I've heard four is getting fucking fantastic reviews yeah. as well. What are your thoughts on the John Wick kind of film series? Yeah, I like them. I just I think they have some of the best action scenes that we've seen in films for a long time. So yeah, that's what I go to watch them for. I think 100%. they're pretty thin on plot, but like it's like when you go and see Godzilla. You yeah. don't go for the humans, you know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. Go for the big kaiju fights. Um, yeah. But yeah, um, I watched John Wick, the first one, gave it a three and a half out of five. Um, and then the last one that I had seen is I went and saw 65 oh, with how Adam was Driver. That? It's getting destroyed by critics and stuff like yeah. that. But fuck, it was fun, man. Yeah, okay. It was so. It was like not the greatest film ever, but like the premise is fucking sick. Yeah. And like I didn't. I won't spoil it because they don't spoil what's actually happening in the actual movie in the trailers. Right. Oh, okay. Um, so there's like a bit of a like fuck when you re- when when it hits you what's actually happening. You're like, holy shit, this has just turned up a level. Yeah. I gave it three and a half. I thought it was pretty cool. Some of the acting and di- the writing, you know, when when you see Adam Driver acting terrible, you know it's not his fault. Oh, it's really? The was he not good in it? No, he was. There was just like it was poorly written. Yeah, okay. Especially some of the dialogue, um, but it was fun. It was actually really really fun. I do recommend going to watch it because the whole plot twist of I don't really know if it's like a plot twist, but I'm look, looking at even the description here on letterbox and they don't really give away what the actual movie is about so but i'll give you a brief understanding so 65 is basically um it's set back in the past and back in the past before there was any humans on earth or whatever you know there was different clans of species that used to travel the galaxies into intergalactical you know space travel and these guys are from another planet right they're basically they are human they look like humans but they're obviously another species they got advanced technology and stuff even though it's in the past and this guy was set on this um, expedition you know his daughter's suffering from this illness so he has to like make the funds and go in this two-year expedition and you know he goes on this two-year expedition and the expedition is returning a bunch of um, people back to their country and they, they're cryogenically frozen and stuff like that and he has to go and anyways um, mid-journey things happen and he crash lands on another planet and um, that planet is revealed to be Earth um, 65 million years ago. Is that the When the dinosaurs... No. Okay. When the yeah. dinosaurs are reigning. Right. And okay. um, so it's not really a plot twist. It's just an aspect that just makes it so yeah, much okay. better, especially yeah, yeah. with stakes of the film and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Um, but yeah, and then basically they have to try and find a way off the Earth to get back, you know, home. That sounds Anyways, cool. Anyways, but uh, it's sick. It's, a no, it's not the best movie you'll ever see, but it's a nice little one of those fun flicks that you can just go and enjoy at the cinemas by yourself. You don't yeah. need to bring anybody, but um, I don't think it's in cinemas for too much longer, but I do really recommend. It's got an average of 2.5. Mm. 
I gave it a three and a half. I thought it was good, but hey, go make your own assumption to it. So, yeah, that's what I've seen, my friend, lately. And um, like I said, well, not like I said, all of these things are just to keep the motivation and inspiration running. As you were saying before, you've watched a couple horror movies, right, to kind of get you in the zone because you're making your own kind of horror thriller of yourself. We're going to start the progress. Now, it's been a what? Pardon me. Fuck me. It's Sorry. It's been a while since you've um, been on the podcast and you talked about where you are and what your plan is with the film. And we've mentioned it a couple of times on the podcast as well. But going forward, my friend, what is the plan with your film and where are you at kind of thing? Yeah, so I haven't actually updated you on this. So That's all right. Last we spoke, I was working on that black comedy. Yeah. The short film. Yeah. And I just wanted to make that as a short film to sort of um, put into festivals. Wait, we're not doing that? No. What? Dead? what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so yeah. the washing machine liquid thing. Nah. We're not doing that. Because that, like... <laughs> Hold on, what the fuck? <laughs> okay, cool. What, what the, what's going yeah, on there? Yeah, let me explain why. Because okay. If I made that, that yeah. would have just been like a film that wouldn't have gone anywhere kind of thing. And yeah. I remember I was saying to you, I want to make a film and then I want to make a proof of concept yeah. after that. Yeah, is this a proof of concept? Well, I realised I kind of just want to go straight for the proof of concept. Yeah, good. So I was talking to someone in the industry who's okay. um, gotten a few feature films and short films into like big festivals like Cannes and Venice and stuff Shit. like that. Um, and like he knows programmers up in those film festivals sure. as well that can help get your film in. Um, and he was just giving... Holy giving, fuck, what? Yeah. <laughs> he was just giving me advice on like what the best sort of direction is. He's like, you can either try and make like a good, you know, drama piece and then just try and put that out. But it's sure. like, it's pretty stiff competition. Yeah, of course. Like, or the happen. other way is that you make a genre piece. So either mm. like a sci-fi proof of concept or like a horror proof of concept. Pure just piece? <laughs> maybe, yeah. <laughs> just something that shows that you have potential to make a bigger project something that an investor would look at and be like hey i want to see a feature of and this. my question to you right and this is kind of like to do with me as well do they like proof of concepts in these big kind of festivals i wouldn't think so it's sort of it depends what festival you okay. enter into okay. right. um he was telling me he knows specific festivals that would cater more to that stuff and like do share I, off camera I, he, didn't or on the, camera. he didn't give me the names right, of them okay. but like if i asked him he could Brother. tell me which yeah, ones nice. like and he said to me, like, oh, if you make a good horror f film or whatever. Yeah, he's especially like, horror ones. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. He was like, give it over to me and I'll help you get it into those festivals. I was like, amazing. So Bro. That's an opportunity I feel like I have to sort of take advantage of because it's when just... When you have so those opportunities, full steam ahead, brother. Exactly they don't right. come out every yeah. day. So right now I'm sort of... I want to develop a full-length horror slash thriller script because I've always wanted to I've always wanted to do, do like a well. psychological thriller or horror and I was like well now's the perfect time perfect time brother yeah so I want to write like a full length film mm -hmm. and then do a proof of concept for it and then you know if somehow someone likes it and wants to put more money into yeah, it then yeah, I've got yeah, the yeah, full yeah, thing yeah, that we can yeah. make and fuck yeah all right without spoiling what it's actually about you can tell me off camera can you could you log line it yet well, that's the thing. I'm I've been stuck trying to get like a good premise that sure. means something to me. Okay. So I've got like a few different premises that I've outlined. Okay. I sort of I had one that I thought you would quite like. It's okay. about like a magician that is oh. sort of psychotic. So he like. If you need a magician, brother. <laughs> so he like captures this girl. Yeah. And wants her to be like his assistant. Okay. And is like showing her the tricks. And basically, his motivation is that like people 
in uh, contemporary society are always asking for more and more bigger and better. So right. he's getting to the point where he makes he does this big like magician show, but it's okay. like he's like killing people during it. Like Holy he pulls shit. like a rabbit out of a hat, but it's like dead. Like it's like all that's like, disgusting. And then that's you know like hectic, sawing through bro. someone who's actually like that killing someone hectic. and stuff. That is hectic. And then, yeah, he's like trying to bring this girl into this world, and like she's like. I don't know, I guess combating with it. I don't think any idea you can tell me can stray me away from that one. Yeah, so that's kind of... So I had a few different premises and I'm just trying to um, outline what the deeper themes are of them and which deeper themes connect with me. Because I think a mistake I've made in the past, and you picked up on this with my Mm -hmm. um, black comedy script, is that sometimes I'll come up with a premise that I like, but I don't think about whether the deeper themes connect with me initially. Yeah. Like I just start writing and then I figure it out later Mm -hmm. and it's like, oh, this might not necessarily be what I want. So now I'm trying to do all the groundwork before I dive into the writing process. That's exactly what I do as well. Yeah. You got to do as much groundwork and then, you know, the moment, you know, you start, you're ready to start writing is the moment when the characters that you've written start to have conversations in your head. Yeah. You know, that's when you start, I know it sounds psychotic, but like, that's exactly no, what 100%. you do. And it, you know, you're talking about themes and stuff and you know, it's a real, it, fuck man, if you've got themes that relate to you, that's the best that you can hope for. Mm-hmm. You don't always have to have themes. You can have characters that relate to you, you know, character arcs that maybe you've been on or something like that but if you have themes that's the best possible scenario you can be in especially if it links to you yeah can i pitch one more idea go yeah let's do it this one has sort of been sticking in my mind as well a bit um so it's sort of about uh it could be one person or i guess multiple people that are being um haunted or like killed or followed by this person Think of like, it's like this undead sort of creature person thing. Like think of um, the ring, Mm -hmm. but like, so like some, you know, some demonic sort of long hair, whatever, but they're always wet, like covered in liquid and like dripping and stuff. It follows them everywhere. And they also manifest in water. So like, you know, there's a tap running or the bath running. That's where they can appear and kill the person. That's cool. Um, And then there's this one person, our protagonist, who is like being followed primarily by this villain. Yep. Um, and then the movie goes on and it's about them. Like the person's just trying to escape constantly and it seems like they know something about this villain. Yeah. And then it's revealed that um, the reason this per- this undead thing is trying to haunt um, the main character is because they're brothers or sisters or relatives and um, the undead person drowned in a pool or at a beach or something oh, okay. like 20 yeah, years yeah, earlier yeah, and it was yeah. his fault, the protagonist's fault. Right. And so it's like his guilt coming back to get him a manifestation of that and like right, not, in the pool. That's and then, good. Yeah. The, I'm feeling some kind of James, James Wan vibes with that yeah, kind of story. There. Yeah. You could really cement yourself in the horror genre here, my friend. Yeah. That's I good. also, I was thinking about the style of it and I really like horror movies that don't, they're not too visual effects heavy because I find as soon as I see something that's visual effects in a movie, I'm like, subconsciously, I'm like, that's fake and I'm not scared. But I really like... Good point. I really like when the camera just cuts to something and that's why I love Hereditary because it's just, it'll cut to something and there's just a naked guy smiling in the corner. It's so creepy. Oh, you love naked guys smiling. I do, I love it. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Um, But yeah, just like random things that just pop up and then you don't know when it's going to like jump out. Yeah, yeah, right. I love that suspense. That's why I love the Lights Out short film as well. I actually love it more than the feature. I didn't think the feature was that scary, but the short film, it's just like two minutes long. Have you seen Don't Breathe? Yeah, that's, that's good. But that's it's not good. really horror. I'd say more thriller. Thriller, yeah, yeah. I guess. But so. that is a good flick. I yeah, did yeah, enjoy yeah, that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, dude, 
yeah, I actually got goosebumps, especially the magician one. I think that's. Do you like that one more than the second one? Yeah, because it's more of a character study, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And you can really dive deep into that character. Yeah. Um, And just, I'm, I, when, when you said that, it's more visually appealing to me than the other one. It's still a good idea, the yeah, other yeah, one yeah. as well. But like, I can imagine, just like, I can, f- I can, s- I know he's going to sound weird. I can see the tone yeah. of it. Because like, picture this, if I made a short film, Proof of Concept, right? Yeah. Like, imagine like this girl wakes up in like a big auditorium mm. and then the magician's oh, just there. He's got yeah. like a scar on his face, but yeah. it's like sort of black. And then he's just, just hire like out like a big circus fucking like a, thing. Yeah, he pulls like a rabbit out, but it's like skinned and like bloody. Yeah, and that's the thing about yeah. if it's a character study, those proof of concepts are easier to make because for example, mine, I'm more doing a proof of concept on the story. Whereas you, that is a perfect opportunity to do a proof of concept on the character and then build a bigger story around it when you get the funding for it. I think that's a fantastic idea. The other thing I really want to do is sort of, Bring a bit more narrative strength to horror movies because yeah. a lot of horror movies I've watched, Shit they outs. don't. Yeah. Like, that's why I really like Ari Aster because his films have really good symbolism. Yeah. They have good themes oh, and mate. character arcs as yeah. well and they're genuinely like terrifying yeah. as well. It brings everything together. He's a master of the craft. Yeah. I actually did a uni uh, visual essay on him where we had to do that for an assignment and I yeah. broke down Midsummer. Yeah. I can't recommend Midsummer enough it's if so you good. haven't seen it. Like It is the most fucked movie i've ever seen i showed it to my mates when we were away once just like just on a like boys getaway i'm like hey boys you want to see a movie i showed (laughs) it to them and their faces at the end of the movie how shook they all were yeah man i don't blame them that that movie's cooked another thing i really want to um do in a horror movie is sort of have characters act a little bit more realistic yeah. Because I hate in horror movies how it's always like people move so slowly. Yeah. I want to have like yeah. a scene where someone just like, like there's a noise in the house and they just run straight towards it. Like, who's there? Like, <laughs> you know, like half the time in real life, if you hear noises, you just want to get it over with and go yeah, and like, yeah, check yeah, it out. Yeah, as opposed yeah. to like slowly creep yeah, towards I the get door. Yeah, you know I, I mean? get you. I get it for the suspense, but I want like to break just those real, tropes a realism, little bit. Yeah. And just show like That's a good, mate, because yeah. the horror the horror genre, it's really hard to make a horror genre that doesn't just stick to those tropes these days. If you can somehow reinvent that genre, even by breaking tropes, that's that's the way, man. Yeah. One more thing I want to touch Dude, upon yeah, with horror, yeah. um, and that goes back to what I was saying before about the proof of concept, yeah, is yeah. that you'll notice that a lot of horror movies are made for cheap. Yeah. And they make a huge profit as well. Like you're talking about this with the Winnie the Pooh movie. Yeah, dude. Um, Fucking hell. I'm going to check what that's on. Keep talking. Like, yeah, it's just crazy. Like I've been looking up box office numbers for horror movies recently. And it's like even movies, horror movies that I thought, oh, like they probably bombed or something. Like they, people weren't that interested. Made like crazy profits. Like what? um, like I was looking up the Black Phone recently. Yeah, and with I think, Ethan Hawke. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, I didn't yeah. hear many people talking about that. Austin hated that movie. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I was like, oh, this probably didn't do well at box office. I yeah. think it had a small budget, and it like horror is so. If you want to make an indie film, horror is the way to go. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, okay, Blood and Honey, right? It was made for That's the same. It was like a hundred k, right? Hundred k, like two million. No, it's now on four point two million. Oh, yeah, see, exactly, like, bro, insane. Yeah. That's insane. That guy, he wants to do um, <laughs> horror movies on like the Ninja Turtles and stuff. And people yeah, are like, I don't you that. dare fucking go near that IP. Right? Yeah. But um, no, nah, that's that, really... Is that in the uh, public domain? 
It wouldn't like Ninja be. Turtles? Yeah. I don't think so, man. Uh, uh, maybe they're, they're coming close to the public domain. I don't know. Seth Rogen's got that new Ninja Turtles movie coming oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Animated it's one. Like Spider-Verse. Yeah. Animation. All the movies are starting to take that style now. Yeah, man. mate. I love it. I think it's fantastic. It's good, but, you know, it's one of those things it's where gonna get once old, they all start easy. doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, in terms of schedule, bro, in terms of this film, when I know we had an original schedule, like when you come back from Rio uh, up, um, yeah. is that the, still the plan? Yeah, I want to, it's, because now I have to um, write a full length film and then. Not necessarily. You can get a structure. I guess. I, I guess I would just like to. Yeah, fair. I, to be honest, I've never actually finished a feature length script. I always get like, I don't know, I just delve into my ideas too quick and I don't do the work from the ground up, which is what I really want to, I'd want to do it properly this time. Yeah, for so sure, that's man. That's what I'm doing. Or you so. can do what I do. I'm f- I'm writing the feature for Ozma as soon as this goes into post. So it's up yeah. to you because then, I don't know. True, it just, yeah. It, it's up to you. If you want to make something, and I do suggest making something this year. Yeah, no, it's 100% I will. I think I'll make the proof of concept when I come back from Europe. I'll tell you what's really interesting as well, bro, is that we've got two perspectives on this podcast already. We've got Austin's who he already had written the film and it was we started this podcast and it was him already written the film and making it, right? We've had me who had an idea but still had to do breakdowns and shit like that. And now we have you literally from conception so we have three different stages yeah. of where three different filmmakers have started their journey True. right on a specific film and i think it would be really interesting but let's let's crack something out by the end of this year it doesn't have to be oh finished, yeah no that's my plan 100 percent. even that's if so i think it's that proof of, i think like a, even just like a three minute four minute proof of concept like of that it can be set in that auditorium yeah we, that's what we I was hire thinking. out massive fucking like Tent gazebo thing like olden daylight circus and well I want it to be contemporary yeah okay yeah 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 fair sorry I don't know why I said olden no, daylight I think okay. my head just already film, yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh man but yeah okay cool so you want to definitely get something done by the end of the year yeah for sure yeah the cool. other thing is that <laughs> the money thing oh I'm yeah. gonna spend a lot of money in Europe so. I need to get a bit of money coming in. Yeah, as well for sure, man, I'm for sure. And I think that maybe you conceptualize until you go to Europe, and then when you come back, you see how much you've spent, and yeah. then you write. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. And then you can write. Yeah, definitely. To do with um, how much money you want to spend on it, yeah, but yeah. that's a good plan. All right, cool. I'm gonna get into mine now. Sure. Thank you for that, Dan. That's very exciting. Let's do do the magician film. And hey, bro, if you need a producer, man, I'm just like. Of course. Do you know a guy? Austin, he's pretty good. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Alrighty, cool. So, now, the progress for me. It's been a while since I've updated everybody and there's been a lot fucking going on. I think just the week before that we did our last podcast, the week after, I was going to start the um, Actors Coffees. And I can now say I've met every single person. Um, I'm now addicted to coffee. No, I'm joking. I'm not addicted to coffee, bro. I was having like three a day. and I had to oh. change it up, get juice like once upon a time. I was just having meetings after meetings. And um, dude, all these guys are fucking incredible. Not only, like I said, I'm so lucky. Not only are they talented, they're good people, brother. And like, they all have their own story where they've come from. And like, it's just so interesting, which is why I want a couple of them on the podcast to tell that story. You know what I mean? And um, like... Yeah, it's insane. I've met Tom Holland's body double now. You know what I mean? Like just like shit Crazy. like that, that. You just don't expect. Like it's just funny as, and um, it's been 
so eye-opening and what's really blown me away is even so I, I i honestly don't believe in a small role i think everybody has an equally as important part the film is a big jigsaw and they all are a piece of that puzzle no piece of the jigsaw is bigger than the other um and just seeing how deep these guys go into their character and what they can discover and how it aligns with my beliefs and explanations on the character and you know through that i've discovered more things and you know more um understanding of the character itself i might have started with an idea and now i've just built on it because i've asked every single one of them what their understanding of the character is at the moment they haven't read the full book i have um but one of the ladies actually found the full book and now they're all reading the full book um but it's just so interesting and um uh, uh, one of the patterns that i've discovered throughout all these characters in my film is the theme of duality and when i say duality i mean the premise of putting on a front and then completely meaning something else behind that they all have this outer shell every single one of the characters they all have this outer shell that either society puts on them or they put on them for some way way or reason but to get to their solution to complete their character arc to get from start to finish they have to learn to break that outer shell and become the person they need to be to get where to get to where they want to be and it's really interesting because every single character follows that exact same pattern right with sir frederick roy with you know even the the lady Ramingford, who's the party host bro she's like almost this marilyn monroe type character you know putting on this front of just like i need to impress everybody but you know underneath everything it's just alone always wanting more always wanting that next piece of attention and stuff like that and little things like that just like when people were telling me about it and that's what i thought as well i didn't realize how prominent it was between all the characters but every single person has brought something new and something that relates to how i thought of the character and it's just going to make everything so much better and it's just i could not be more excited for what's to come and how i couldn't be more confident that these guys are going to give the performance of their lifetime and it's going to be fucking epic and you know what that's the final piece of the puzzle to get these actors ready because everything else is coming together and um i'll talk about that now so we had an unfortunate situation where our dp had to drop out james unfortunately because he's shooting a feature film over in china and half of the cast well, not half, all of the cast that he was working with on that film all of a sudden asked for half the production budget. So they had to push it back a month and delay it and he was going to come here back just in time. He can't do that anymore, which is fine. We have another DOP, Connor Jansen, and he's so fucking talented, man. And me and him get along really well and we're bouncing off ideas. And I think it's really good because he lives around here. I can go to the locations with him. We can scout out beforehand. I didn't, I don't think I thought that far ahead how much of a problem that was going to be um, with James not being able to be here until like a week before. And like now Connor can come to yeah. the blocking, the staging and, yeah, yeah. you know, we can go to the locations with each other and he can meet all the other heads of departments and stuff like that. So that's really good. Um, I finished the, the new shot list completely now which is really really good nice. um so you guys started from scratch yeah we we, we started from scratch using my storyboards because i storyboarded the whole film as a base and we built from that it was basically it's very similar to james's because we're going yeah. off the storyboards yeah, yeah. um but in saying that 
it's um he did sprinkle his own ideas on it which i invite creativity from all heads of departments i want to give them as much creative freedom as possible films a collaborative process and i invite everybody's own vision because i feel like if you get everybody's own vision they all have their little you know they all feel like they can give something to this film which makes them work even better right and then you can all come together like i said jigsaw puzzles not only the cast but the crew as well with their own little visions and they come together to all meet in the middle to one bigger vision um and that's what those talks are with them beforehand about is to get on the same page you know they have their ideas you have your ideas you want to meet in the middle and then everybody's on the same page and you know i've been doing that we did that i did that with the dop i did that with our production designer our costume designer we have a production designer now a costume designer i can't remember if i said that they've both sent me these amazing lookbooks for the costumes and the production design and dude it's fucking insane we are now building a tent instead of filming in the actual sand dunes um and the tent build is already underway um which is looking pretty good so it's they've like, already started that they've already started well oh. my mate who's building it in his property um, oh wow so you we're actually going to be filming on that property for yes oh. my mate's property which That's is just crazy. in dural as well wow so like okay. that i didn't realize it trouble. was like an ongoing i thought it was something they just like set up on the day not at all he's building it from scratch That's amazing. so That's he's so cool. working with the production design he's currently building the framework for it yeah. then we're going to get um, the production designer to come in and with some cloth and stuff like that. To is that expensive? The, to, to um, yeah, moderately, um, to get that much cloth to cover about a, I think it's like nine meters by eight meters, um, tent. So yeah, that's 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 uh that's the deal with that, and that's looking really good. Um, I've given it to one of my best mates who, um, I trust him with it. So hopefully he comes through with the goods. <laughs> <laughs> but um nah I, I I trust him and he's um from what he's shown me already, he's already it's already looking good and what we're gonna do from there is then get the production designer to design the interior a bit. We're gonna buy a bunch of sand as well just to chuck around and make it look like it's somewhere in the desert and yeah, so that's what we've been doing there. Um we've locked in the exterior location at Bondi Anglican Church in Bondi, which is really good. Um, and then that means the last location to lock in is the rotunda in the garden, the structure that sets up in the garden. Uh, we're looking at Moore Park at the moment, um, which is good because it's close to Bondi Anglican. But Wait, the only didn't you thing, have one locked in already? Uh, no. Oh, we, we did, but then they came back with a huge price. Uh. So, and yeah, it was more like a residential area. You could see the buildings in the background. Yeah. I wasn't too convinced. With Moore Park, it's just park. But yeah. the one thing about Moore Park Rotunda, you look out, you can see a children's playground right in front. But I'm going there to visit in the next couple of days to see if it's we can just like angle it out yeah. because we're, we've looked at all the fucking rotundas bro i'm a rotunda fucking expert you need a rotunda i got your rotunda all right is would there be a way to like i know this sounds a bit goofy mm -hmm. but to vfx it out because mm -hmm. it, surely it's simple to cover something over like that and if it's in the background yeah um don't mention VFX around Lexi. She's wanted to fucking VFX this whole movie. But I she think could. that <laughs> is actually quite simple. Like sky replacement and things like that are quite simple to do. Yeah, now. yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, I think it should be all right because I think we don't have many options and the more park rotunda is decent as well. And yeah, it okay. has that kind of lead up, which is what I wanted. Um, yeah, and then other than that, we've we've got the whole budget for the film now, which is fantastic um, one way or another. And then whatever we now raise from the crowdfunding will go towards other things like the armorer, which has just came back and we can 100% do that now because he's come back with a fucking good price. You know yeah. what I mean? So we're going to have an armor on set, which is going to be really sick. Um, we have enough now for the makeup, which is really good. Um, and 
Yeah, we have enough for hard drives as well. I think the only thing that I haven't budgeted in for is post-production, but that's a later expense, so mm -hmm. I'll cross that bridge when it comes to it. But other than that, I think that's literally everything. Sweet. That's been going on. And it's just like we're getting closer, and I have my table read tomorrow, mm. um, which is really good. Who are you getting to read? Uh, Austin said he's going to come in okay. and help out. Um, and then Jay, if he responds to me, is going to come in and start filming the behind-the-scenes documentary. Yeah. Have you seen Lexi's uh, behind-the-scenes doco that's been coming out? Good. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I, I, I kind of had a similar idea. More like um, Jay had an idea also to do it like The Office. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, honestly, just I wanted to do this so Jay could spark some creativity. Yeah, for sure. Like in him, but yeah. also it helps both of us kind of ways. Yeah. I wanted a documentary made anyway, so you know, I trust him and he's going to make it however he makes it. It's completely up to him, so it's going to be good. And then we've got some cracking concept art that just Lockie keeps coming out yeah, with. Yeah, so think. good. And then we've also got Lockie's been making me posters. Just like oh, okay. simplistic posters. I'll show you a couple after. Yeah. Um, but you still yet to lock that down. But yeah, that's everything, brother. Sweet. Yeah, are you excited? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Can't wait. No, I'm really keen to see you direct. Yeah? Yeah. I'm excited too. I like to be as prepared beforehand, so I have to do as little on set. Yeah. Um, that's ideal. Yeah. But it's funny. I haven't been stressed once this yeah, whole process, except for there was one part last week where I got a bit... Oh, um, oh, it was after the meeting with Connor because I'm like, it just kind of put everything into perspective. Like, wow, this is a big task. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I've taken on a lot. But then I quickly, like, that was the only little bit of stress that I had. And it lasted for about an hour. And now I sweat again. I'm chilling. So Perfect. hopefully it continues. But yeah, that's the progress this week. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week with even more. Alrighty, guys, we have reached the point in the podcast where it is time for the dependent variable. It is called the dependent variable because just like in a science experiment, the variable that changes is the dependent variable. And this topic changes every week. This week, Dan, you've actually, your first week and you're bloody coming up with ideas. What have you come up with for this week's dependent variable? What is the topic we'll be talking about? So the topic I've come up with is if you had a child who was, let's say, six or seven years old. Yeah. And you could choose five movies to show them, what would they be? Okay. See, I read it as what would you show your five or six year old self back in the day? Oh, yourself. I mean, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah, of the yeah. same. It's kind right? of the same. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it does. It matches the same. Actually, I think, I think it's better if it's like your own kid because you're, you're watching a movie and then deciding that I it's think, good for them. I think it's I mean? basically the same. <laughs> but like I'll explain it in terms of like me, and then you excited. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, sure. All right. So, if I was showing my five, six-year-old self movies back in the day, right? I thought you know you have to include different variables, such as you know what can they understand? Yeah. You know what can they actually grasp, and what can they appreciate? Not much because they're five or six years yeah. old, right? I chose. I would have shown myself or my kid, myself. The first Guardians of the Galaxy back when I was that age, ah. even though I probably wasn't around. Now, the reason why, because Guardians of the Galaxy was the first time in cinemas where I actually felt something from a movie. And really? It was so apparent. It was the first time I felt pure emotions. Wait, like, so you didn't feel something from a movie until you were like well, that, 13, no, okay, 14? Massively. Like from when I remembered like uh, just this, it was more like 
the fire, the filmmaking yeah, fire yeah. igniting. Yeah. And it was it wasn't until that movie that I kind of felt that. Yeah. And it was amazing. And that's what I would show myself even younger. Because I'd be like, look, it's simple enough to fucking understand when you're they're fucking aliens or whatever. But just the feeling that it gives me, I feel like, you know, if some if, if I'm having a kid that would obviously, you know, I would like to hope that they feel the exact same way that I did and it's just a fun movie until this day, you know. It's one of my favourite movies of all time, you know. So, Guns of the Galaxy 1. Um, then show them Now You See Me. Um, or I'll show myself Now yeah. You See Me because, you know, I've grown up doing magic um, and, you know, I just, I think that inspired unintentionally also how I come across and how I deal with film these days and just the mix of both is just everything I've ever wanted in a film and that's inspired me to create my first film, uh, which was Two's the Lesson, so why not show that to either my kid or the younger version of Josh to get him started a bit earlier on his magic journey. Um, I would then show him Coco. Um, I looked on my favourite films of all time and this was one of the only Disney movies as well and I think it's fantastic. Although younger Josh didn't appreciate musicals and, you know, songs and stuff back then, I would force myself or my kid to watch Coco because it's just a nice family story with amazing themes and stuff like that and it mixes a bit of everything into the animated genre. So I would definitely show him Coco, make him feel something as well from that. I'll show him Shazam. Now, this is exactly what I was talking about earlier because Shazam made me feel like I was back as a kid wanting to become a superhero. And if I saw a movie, like especially the first Shazam, back when, as I, when, back when I was a kid, man, that would have been fucking awesome because that exactly what was happening to that kid in that movie was exactly what I wanted to happen to me back in the day, you know? Mm. Have these superpowers, you know, when I was a kid and save the world and stuff like that, which is why I love it so much because it brings me back to those nostalgic feelings. So if I could match those nostalgic emotions with the emotions that I felt back in the day, I think it would have been a perfect kind of combination. So Shazam. Another one is I would show them Zack Snyder's Justice League because as I said, I, I know it's four hours, but I didn't give a fuck. That's one of the fucking best movies I've ever seen. I I grew up loving DC films and DC characters and I grew up watching the animated DC um, the animated DC films and TV shows like Justice League Unlimited. We never had good DC films back in the day except for like Christopher Reed's Superman and stuff like that, which were the classics, right? Um, so I'll show, you know, my younger self, the Snyder Cut, because it's everything that I was watching as a kid animated come to life. And I fucking love that shit. That's it for me. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thoughts? Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I wouldn't agree with Justice League. I think it's a bit crap. Ooh. But you know, each for their own. Yep. Have um, you seen the Snyder Cut? Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's shut the fuck up. Continue. <laughs> My thought is, <laughs> just adding length to a movie doesn't make it better. I mean, it is better than the one that came before, but like it's too long. Better. It's too. Nah, long. it's not. It is. It's <laughs> not. Did you watch it in one go? Yeah, I've really? watched it about four times in one go. Yeah, four hours okay. long. All right, fair enough. Yeah. Again, nostalgic. I grew up with DC characters. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Fair it, yeah. All right, so number one. And honestly, if I could just pick one movie to show my kid, it would probably be this. The Lion King. Yeah. Obviously, the it's new my girlfriend's remake. Favorite movies, no, I'm yeah. joking, the original. Oh, yeah. oh, bro. <laughs> Sorry, that just clicked with me, the fucking remake. Yeah, right, cool. Um, no, the original. It's just got so many... Um, well, it's beautifully made, beautifully mm. animated. Um, and the themes are just, you know, it's... It resonates with children and adults and mm. everyone who's, you know, 
coming of age and learning about things like it's mm. it's pretty dark in some points. It is. As well. I was like, shit scared of that movie growing up, yeah. brother, and like I couldn't watch the scene when thing appeared in the sky yeah, in the clouds. Yeah. <laughs> but I always skipped that part of the movie. Yeah. Shit scared me. But yeah, just a beautiful movie with great themes about yeah. family. And I agree. I agree. Yeah. Cool. Good choice. Um, number two is Finding Nemo. Yep. Um, sort of similar, beautifully animated. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, I themes. think that's also as much for a parent because, you know, the yeah. main theme is about Damn, letting you're, go. You're, you're a good parent. Thank you. I'm showing my kids Snyder Cut, bro. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had to think, like, what is appropriate for a bloody six-year-old. Yeah, so. right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, show them Logan. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit Sorry um, continue Yeah so Finding Nemo Beautifully animated Good themes um, What was the third Oh yeah so You know how you said Guardians was the first movie That made you feel Sure sure The first movie I remember watching And just being there mm. Like I was in that world And I didn't want to come out of it Was mm-hmm. Zathora Okay I watched it in cinemas When I was like Five years old or something And I remember I was just In that world Never heard of it you haven't heard of Zathora? Zathora, nah, man. So it's like about these two kids. It's a, I think it's John Favreau that directed it. No way. But it's um two kids that like play this um space board game, and then it actually oh. takes them like into space into this world, and they're like, oh, I actually, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, it. Oh, fucking ages ago. Yeah, but like, yeah, I just loved that movie. That's yeah, just right. one of my childhood yeah, favorites. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Yeah, I, I'd love to show a kid that just to take them into that cool. world. Understandable. Um, um, and then what was number four? Um, what was my other one? I don't remember now. I remember um, School of Rock would be yep, one of them. Yep, That's yep. a movie that just like isn't as good as like it's see, sorry, these it's are, better see, than it should be. These are all the movies I saw as a kid, but yeah. then because the question I thought was what would you show yourself, yeah, I didn't include the ones that I already saw as a kid. Yeah, you yeah. know? Yeah, right. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, School of Rock is just like a great coming of age. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, just such a good movie. Can't course, go wrong with yeah. it. And then. My honourable mention, sorry, I have a fifth one, I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember, but my honourable mention was The Incredibles. Mm. Love The Incredibles. Incredible I re- movie. I realised <laughs> I realized when I watched it back that I know, like, every line. Yeah. Like, I was watching the scenes, I was like, I know what he I says. Don't, I know yeah, what they say. my girlfriend does that. I yeah. don't, I can't, I don't know. Even my favourite movies, I can't quote line for line. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, continue. Um, and then just give me a sec, try and think of No. One. Oh yeah, I remember what it was. Yeah. Um, Spider. Well, anyways, that's what we have time for today. Yeah, what Spider Man, Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, the first yeah. one. Yeah, it's like it's campy, it's fun. You just yeah. such a good movie to show a kid. What's a, what's your favorite Spider Man film? Uh, out of are we including everyone, amazing everyone? Who's your it's favorite? It's between Toby one and two. Okay, maybe. Yeah, you can't. I, I actually don't two, know yeah. between one or two. Like yeah. they're just both top two. Right, fair enough. And then oh, I don't. That's actually a really hard question because I don't know where I'd rank after that. Like the Tom Holland ones, they're good, but yeah, he doesn't really come into his own until no, uh, Nowhere Home. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Andrew um, Garfield is always by far. He's an amazing the best actor, but yeah, he's he the just, amazing Spider-Man, bro. Like, yeah, he's great. But <laughs> do you do you like one and two of the Amazing Spider-Man? Yeah, I love it. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. They're on my list of favorite movies. A lot of, of people time. don't like the second one. I, but don't. I don't mind. It. A lot of people don't like Andrew Garfield's take on it, but I think now, especially, 
they wanted him more than anybody to be in No Way Home. And when yeah. he came on screen, it's just the reactions, yeah. man. I've always just thought he's such a talented actor. He is. He's a very talented actor. He has range, brother. He has range. And his chemistry with Emma Stone in that movie is really good. Insane. Insane. I can't believe they're even thinking about going a different direction and were introducing... Um, oh, Mary Jane. Mary Jane. Right. Yeah, who was played by the girl from... Um, Diver- the Divergent series. Shailene Woodley. Yeah, that one. Really? I think so. Um, I might have to double check on that one. Don't quote me. Uh, what's her name? Shailene Woodley. Shailene is it, is that Woodley, Spider Man. Uh, yes, yes, yeah, yes. Okay. It was going to be played oh, by. What the heck? Yeah, yeah. That would have been weird. Guys. I know, I know, I know. Anyways, was that it for your films? Yeah. That was a good topic, my friend. I appreciate that. But now we come to the end of the podcast. And Dan, thank you so much again for coming on and being a part of this journey. And I can't wait to see where, you know, this takes you in regards to your filmmaking journey and this amazing film that you got coming up about the deranged magician brother thank you josh appreciate that no worries Thanks for having me on all right i'm gonna take it what austin usually says is it's time to wrap a little bow in the episode it's time um, to wrap a little bow in the episode yeah time to wrap a little bow in the episode we can catch us on the pre-production meeting on spotify apple podcasts uh youtube and then on instagram and tiktok the pre-prod pod if you want your little fix of the pre-production meeting and clips and entertainment and connection and everything you want um but yeah feel free to leave us a comment like anything you want tell us it's shit tell us it's good we appreciate everything um dan i'll see you next week maybe see you then see you then and uh thank you guys for tuning in and we'll see you next week thank you bye-bye